Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show. This is Dr. Mystery, your host. Here as always with my incredibly beautiful, very talented, and thoughtful co-host, Donna Lee. Really? You always say something, when you compliment me, you always say, oh, it's you instead. No, I've turned over a new leaf. Oh, that's so sweet. I love you too. Oh, wait. Donna? That's me. Damn it. Oh, my gosh. I knew that was too good to be true. I shouldn't have taken so much NyQuil this I morning. I walked right into I'm a board-certified urologist. This is a <laughs> men's health show. This show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialist, the specialty clinic that I started in 2007. My name really is Dr. Mystery. M-I-S-T-R-Y. Even though I still get people that say, is I just didn't understand. I, I thought maybe he was just being funny about his name. He's being mysterious? Yeah. No. Mysterious. M-I-S-T-R-Y. You can get a hold of us at NorthAustinUrology.com or our website for this show. What is it called? ArmorMensHealth.com. And our phone number for our office? 512-238-0762. We're in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and Dripping Springs, and wherever you listen to free podcasts. You know where I train, Donna? I do have no idea. It's a place called <laughs> Baylor College of Medicine, and they had right. an amazing surgeon there named Mike. <laughs> Michael DeBake. And right in the basement of that place, mm-hmm. you would walk past it every day, was a bronze casting of his hands. Really? And they would they would look like like God's hands. You would walk past <laughs> it. And the guy was still alive. But that's how amazing. It's so weird. And then, then he used to wear these gloves called biogel gloves. Uh-huh. And they made him special for him. His his own size. He had his own rack of his own gloves. Did he have large hands? And or I know something? and I know why now. Oh why? His hands look so pretty in them. And that's what I love. I, I wear my hands are actually an eight and three quarters, but I wear eight and a half so they stretch just a little bit. So I can see the veins and the beautiful. I love my hands. I have hands. no idea what you're talking about. You're talking well, about your penis? No, my hands. Okay. I'm talking about my hands. Right. I, I mentioned this because today's guest. I'm speaking of hands. Renowned. Handy. <laughs> hand surgeon, Dr. <laughs> Ira Lown. Ira, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. You and I crossed pads recently when I developed a very unfortunate infection of the pad of one of my fingers. I didn't even know this could happen. And it scared the bejesus out of me. Because you're a surgeon? And because it's my hands. Yeah, it can be scary. And, and, you know, I can probably operate with one eye, and I probably don't need any feet or legs. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I could probably operate with a colostomy bag. Right. But it's going to be really hard for me not to operate with my middle finger. And so for the first time in my career... I really felt like I was going to have a condition that was going to affect me in the future. So I want to thank you so much for fixing that problem for me. Absolutely. Happy to help. Didn't you get him in like at late at night or something? Yeah, like like, like, like at one in the morning because I can't miss patients either. Oh, my gosh. He was only available on Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Sunday afternoon. (laughs) So, Ira, hand-related issues that I usually come across in the hospital are going to be more trauma-related. Like trauma seems like the bigger part of what happens to hands. I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about what the normal population can expect with age-related changes to hand function and things like that, arthritis and other things that you come across. Maybe you could just briefly tell me, what are some of the most common conditions that you will see that are more age-related? Right. So, I mean, the the first one that comes to mind is arthritis, and that's loss of cartilage and the joints. Second one would be carpal tunnel, which is numbness and tingling in the fingers. Not necessarily age-related, but one of the most common things that I see. That's computer-related too, right? All the typing? I think it is. the phones? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Um, But it just happens. Mm -hmm. Trigger fingers are another one that's inflammation on the tendon and it kind of gets stuck and so your finger will actually get stuck and then it pops open. Those are probably the three most common. Then there's like ganglion cysts. And as technologically we're changing as a society, you know, doing less manual labor where you cut fingers off and more typing and using your thumb to communicate with others. Have you seen a change in the kinds of arthritic conditions that people are coming in with? Can't say definitively yes. There are certain, as the phones I think are getting bigger and we're stretching, Mm. you know, more to to get there. Mm -hmm. Maybe people are 
it's more of a sprain, and it's usually the joint at the base of the thumb where it meets the wrist or the hand. It's a very mobile joint. It moves up and down and side to side. It puts a lot of strain on the ligaments, and so I see a, a lot of that, but I can't necessarily attribute it to, to bigger the, phones. To the iPhones. We can't blame the class action lawsuit against Apple. Is, yeah. uh, <laughs> you, 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 he's not going to be the expert witness on our side. No. It's still pending. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to carpal tunnel syndrome, is a syndrome that I, that I see, and I, I've seen surgeons kind of having that problem. Why don't you tell me what are the common symptoms of carpal tunnel syndrome and uh, when? what are some non-surgical things that people do to kind of uh, overcome these symptoms? Right. So carpal tunnel is pressure on the median nerve. And the carpal tunnel is actually uh, an anatomic spot in the, in the wrist on the back of, on the back, on the bottom of the carpal, if you, you know, your hand, this is radio. Um, <laughs> I talk with my hands. But uh, if your palm is facing up, the back of the carpal tunnel is the wrist bones, and then on top of that is a big, thick ligament called the transverse carpal ligament. Inside that, well, that's the carpal tunnel, and inside that are the tendons that flex our fingers and the median nerve. It's a it's a space, it's a set space. It won't expand because the ligament is very thick and the bones aren't going to expand. Um, so if there's any swelling or inflammation for whatever reason, it puts pressure on the nerve. And when you get pressure on the nerve, it creates numbness and tingling. And so the median nerve innervates the thumb, index, middle, thumb side of the of the ring finger. If it gets real severe, the nerve signal does not get. It also, if, you get, if it gets real severe, it also um, can affect the muscle. It's the thenar muscle. Um, if the nerve signal does not get through to that muscle for a while, the muscle atrophies. So you can have that big fat pad that goes at your thumb get a little bit thinner. Mm-hmm. And you can feel numbness and, and numbness and tingling. Will, yeah. will you actually ever have any grip strength problems with a carpal tunnel problem? People complain of of feeling like they 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 can't they don't have the strength that they normally would. Um, dropping things, trouble buttoning their shirt or whatever, um, picking up change just like because the sensation is gone. Um, when they're driving, uh, the, hand, the fingers will go to sleep instead of driving. You know, at the top of the string while you drive at the bottom. Um, reading a book. Does it happen in both hands symmetrically, or does it usually happen in your dominant hand? That's a good question. It's not really related to dominance, to hand dominance. It's it just more like either. like certain people are going to be more susceptible to developing this condition, I imagine. I don't, I mean, I think, you know, diabetics um, can be more susceptible to it. Um, because their nerves are already of, a little bit weak. There can be some more swelling um, around the, um, the tendons, and so if there's any swelling on the tendons... Um, that can synovitis can put pressure on the on the nerve as well. So since it's an inflammatory and swelling type of condition, I imagine anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen and stuff like that can play a role in treatment. Sometimes I I typically will start people with if it, if you know it comes in and it, it's relatively recent within like a week or a month or so, a couple months, I'll start them with. Uh, occupational therapy with uh, tendon gliding exercises and nerve gliding exercises. So there are exercises that you can do that actually help the symptoms go away? We try. It almost seems backwards, like you should it rest does, it. does, right? It does, right? <laughs> like physical um, therapy. But no, the idea is to get the tendons gliding more in that carpal tunnel so that you can kind of push out some of the fluid. And people okay. also, you know, say in the morning, my hand feels swollen and I can't, I can't flex my fingers, can't make a fist. Um, and then as the day goes on, it gets better. And that's because at night, we kind of sleep with our, our wrists bent and our fingers bent. Um, and all the fluid kind of builds up there. And then once we start waking up and we start moving our fingers, it, it kind of pushes everything back up. So occupational therapy just kind of mimics that. And so, so, so you're able to push that fluid out. It kind of helps to get things moving a little bit better. Um, teaches them some exercises. Um, the other thing that we'll do is if, they have, um, if they're having night symptoms, waking up at night, which is pretty common, uh, we'll put them in night splints, just a little wrist cock-up splint, um, 
you probably like that word. That's sexy. Mm -hmm. Right. That's sexy. Sorry. Cock up night splints along with their CPAP. I mean, (laughs) you don't need to worry about your erectile dysfunction (laughs) because nobody's touching. Nobody's touching you. That's birth birth control, right? (laughs) That's birth control right there. Now, when somebody finally gets to surgery, uh, carpal tunnel surgery, how how long does that surgery take? And uh, is it all done through little bitty cuts or do you make a big cut nowadays? So it used to be a large cut. Um, and sometimes people would stay in the hospital overnight and be in a splint for six weeks and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, now I do it uh, endoscopically, which is with a camera. I make a little um, a transverse incision uh, on the kind of end of the forearm and um, put a camera hmm. in there and, and release it with that. I don't use any stitches to close it. It's such a small incision. Wow. Uh, patients are in a bandage for two days. They take it off and they have no restrictions. Wow. That's amazing. And how long does the surgery take? Um, anywhere from two to five minutes. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, you're in the wrong. This business. is a. St- What's going on well, here? That is. That's my. Let me. Let me explain. That. <laughs> that's my um, tourniquet time. Okay. Oh my goodness! So you know you're there before to get ready, get the IV started, and all that stuff. I'm sorry. Anesthesia Twelve minutes. Um, <laughs> is it done with a general anesthetic, or can you do it under a you local? Can do it, you can do it either way. I prefer general just so they don't move, move and they're comfortable, yeah. you know, since I've that got a sense. sharp object near, the, near their <laughs> median nerve. I hope the medical students out there are listening to this show, because they need to understand that although urologists are the sexiest and the funniest, we, <laughs> we have to spend a couple hours in that room. Sometimes. <laughs> Often. Eight yeah. hours in that room. Oh, my God. Well, um, Ira, I'm going to have you back for another segment here. Uh, why don't you tell us what your website and phone number are, and how do people get a hold of you? Thanks. Um, my website is, well, my, my office, my practice is uh, Austin Hand Group, and the website is austinhandgroup.com. The phone number is 512-327-4263. And this is a group, uh, a, a, a clinic that you started on your own, right? I started on my own mm-hmm. back in uh, 2006. Oh, my goodness. He's flexing one more year on us, huh? Donna, how do people get a hold of us? You can call us at 512-238-0762 or reach out to us through our website, armormenshealth.com. And you can check out our podcasts wherever you listen to free podcasts. Hello and welcome back to the Armor Men's Health Show. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have my right-hand lady, Donna Lee, with us today. I'm a board-certified co-host. Certifiable. She's Dr. A Donna. professional comedian. She's not allowed to say she's a doctor. Please do not report us to the medical board. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is a men's health show mm-hmm. uh, that's brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists, the company that I started in 2007. And once again, we're joined by a friend of mine, a savior for me, who saved my finger himself, Dr. Ira Lown with Austin Hand Group. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ira. Happy to be here. People may not really know the connection between urology and hands, but we know there's one, not just the self-pleasuring variety as well. There's a condition that probably (laughs) made up the majority of our questions when we first started the show, and that's Peyronie's disease. Still coming. Which is kind of a curvature of the penis that occurs from a deposition of scar and would you believe there's a Peyronie's disease of the hand? Uh, no, not until today when Dr. Lown tells us about it. Ira, what do we call Peyronie's disease of the hand? It's called Dupuytren's disease. Dupuytren's. And it's an overgrowth of the layer between the skin and the tendons. It's called the fascia layer. It, 
can usually start as a nodule. Sometimes it can progress to a cord, and then it can go out to the fingers, and it usually starts in the palm, and then it can contract, cause contractions. So your fingers are curved? They're All of them? They kind of get stuck. Um, oh, like usually it's the most common are the ring and little. Sometimes oh. you can get it in the, in the others. I've seen this condition in some of my patients that come in, and it seems highly debilitating. Mm-hmm. Like it you can not You can't, like, use your hands. Mm-hmm. How quickly does Dupuytren's contracture usually evolve? It can sometimes you know, happen pretty quickly. Sometimes it's years and, and nothing happens. Does um, it hurt? Because in Peroni's disease, it can happen overnight and it and it usually hurts when you have an erection. It's very rare for people to complain of pain. They just have limited, limited mobility. They're contracted. They can't like get their fingers in their pockets and they usually come in when they can't play golf anymore or stuff like that. But um, it's one of those things where if you come in early, the results can be much better than if you wait because the joints aren't designed to be contracted for so long, for years right. and years. Because they get frozen that way, they right? Get, well, the, the um, collateral ligaments contract, and then you try to stretch them out, and, and it doesn't really work it Makes it hard to it masturbate. Should. Unless you're already kind of halfway there. <laughs> Unless you have a small crooked penis. <laughs> That's right. We should, we should do a study and see if your hand and your penis match in right. terms of like the, 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 the way that the right. curves go. So, so when I've seen patients with Dupuytren's, it can almost seem like there's a big metal rod underneath the skin. It's that, that mm-hmm. thick and that hard. Mm-hmm. Now, what if you just went and just cut that whole rod? What would happen to the patient? It would open up the finger. Okay. You have to break the cord. And, 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 and they would be able to move their hand? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do that ever? Yes. So we do. So the options are for Dupuytren's treatment, surgery. Which is kind of a it's kind of a zigzag incision in the palm, and it, it can extend into the finger, open the flaps, and literally just take out that cord. Lots of people think it's a tendon, but it's it's not the tendon; it's above the tendon. So that's one way to get it out. So if you cut that cord, you're not going to make that finger like not functional. No, it's not the tendon; it's okay. above the tendon. It's, well, that's it's the fascia layer. That's news to me because right. I always wonder why patients just don't get the damn thing done, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, I don't want to lose mm-hmm. hand function." So now I can tell them they're not going right. to lose hand function. That's one thing you have to unpack. I have to unpack all, all the time. Okay, and so surgery you mentioned by removing that cord what else can we do so there's a, a medication so the the cord is made up dupuytren's cord is made up of uh, collagen so there's a collagenase enzyme that we can inject into the cord so the procedure is somebody comes in one day i give them three or four injections along the cord and they go home come back the next day i give them a lidocaine injection to numb up the area and then physically forcibly stretch it straighten the finger press on the cord sometimes there's a pop Um, sometimes they do it themselves at night you know if the finger gets stretched it'll just pop and it'll like crack that that cord open Mm -hmm. so this Mm -hmm. is exactly it's the same medicine and the same therapy that we do for peronis for believe it or not we actually use the same collagenase we use the same penile molding and and a lot of men kind of really aren't looking forward to that being done to their penis In, in the hand does it end up causing a lot of pain or bruising it's painful Hmm. The injection can be painful. Some yeah. some handle it better than others, but I know it's painful. Because the but hand it, is sensitive as it it's is. It's very sensitive. I always tell them it's a lot less painful than having your hand filleted open in okay. surgery. Yeah, you that's know? true. So there's that. So when it pops and there's pain, is the pain, does it linger? Or is it like when you have a baby, the pain, there's a ton of pain and then it's over? No, at, it's, at it's that around. point they're already numb because I've injected okay. them with, with lidocaine. Yeah. And so they don't feel it. They hear it and it sometimes oh. can be loud. Sometimes there can be little skin tears. Um, if they're real contracted and have dimpling in the in the skin, and when you open that up, understood because their skin is, is, is skin real contracts, contracted, yeah. and, and so when it opens, mm-hmm. it has to get some space. So, in your mind, do you think that the cure rate for Dupuytren's with surgery is is 
is very high, or are there patients that simply can't be fixed with surgery? There have been studies that have been done that show that the cure rate, or the, what you call cure, there's technically no cure for Dupuytren's. It right, comes right. back. Okay, it does. Um, yes, oh, it okay. does. I don't, does it come back in the penis? Not usually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, hmm. that's interesting. Usually just a one-way course in the penis, but you're saying that the Dupuytren's in the hand, you can go through all this stuff and do surgery, mm-hmm. and it can still come back mm-hmm. later. Yep. And that, that coming back is almost assured in these cases? Almost. Um, but wow. the, it's... Um, the the recurrence rate is between surgery and the and the injection is about the same. It's okay. About five, it's about five to seven years typically. Okay. Wow. But there's different. You know, have to understand. You know, like with other diseases, there's different variations of it. There's you know, I see people in their twenties with Dupuytrens. Oh wow. And then sometimes you know, I, I see somebody in their eighties with a nodule. Hmm. It can vary widely. Well, I would encourage patients with Dupuytrens to at least have sought out the care of a hand surgeon and see if surgery is, is something that is of interest to you. Besides the Dupuytrens, another area that I see a lot of patients coming in now is with a lot of thumb pain. And my, I myself have quite, you know, can have episodes where I have thumb pain. Uh, as men are getting older, what is the most common cause of this kind of thumb pain that people have? So typically, um, thumb pain occurs at the, at the thumb CMC joint where the thumb meets the wrist. Um, and that's a very mobile joint. It moves up and down and side to side, um, and that puts a lot of strain on the ligaments. And so people will sprain this joint a lot just from grabbing stuff, not even realizing it. Or as you get older um, and the ligaments wear out, the bones don't um, don't meet as, they, as they're supposed to, and sometimes you can rub the cartilage off, and that is the beginning of arthritis. And so there's... Um, the good news is that, you know, whether it's arthritis or, or sprain, it, we can determine that in our office. We have digital x-rays, so we can look at the bones and see if there is still good joint space. Um, if there is, then it's a sprain. And you um, just need to immobilize you it. You just need to immobilize it and rest it. And that's the hard part with it because everybody needs their thumbs. Needs their thumbs. You know? so, and, and I've used a thumb splint at night, uh, you know, to help, and it, and it really did work. Mm-hmm. It, does that kind of ligament sprain ever need surgery? The, the sprains usually don't. Sometimes they can be frustrating for, for me and the patients because there's not really a good fix unless they're able to rest it. And so right. sometimes I'll put people in a cast. Just so like that they can rest it. Yeah. Just to like leave it alone and it will get better. Um, now, if they have arthritis, what about that? Does that ever need surgery? Arthritis is different. Arthritis, um, if it gets to the point where it's stopping them from doing what they want or what they need to do, um, then I can do a surgery to fix it. It's a day surgery. You come in one morning, go home the same day. You're in a thumb splint for about two weeks afterwards, and then we get you to therapy and start moving it again. What's the surgery entail? Like, what are you doing and in some there? Some people, some people want to know everything about yeah, the surgery. I want to know. Some people Wh- don't want to know anything. <laughs> what so are you doing? You what are you doing there? You have to kind of read like which way are we going with this? <laughs> just in case I'm on an island and right, I need right. to do it and myself. Need to do it, right. Yeah, I just want right. to know. I just want. <laughs> right. I just want. I just want the okay. general gist. Right. So you make a transverse <laughs> incision at the thumb. Okay. Um, I go in and take get out a coconut out of the tree. I take out the, so the thumb bone, the metacarpal, is resting on the wrist bone. So I take out, those two bones are hitting each other. They're rubbing against each other. It's bone on bone. That's what's causing the pain. And so what I do is I take that, that wrist bone out. Um, you take it out? I take it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, it sounds crazy, right? <laughs> it's crazy, though. Yeah. Okay. okay. It is crazy. Okay. 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 Um, and then I take a little bit of another tendon of your own, um, of your own tissue, half of your tendon, and I use that to stabilize the joint. I drill a hole through the base of the thumb metacarpal from dorsal to volar, and then I pass that tendon through, tie it to itself, and, and whip it around, and then it stabilizes it. Oh. What do you do with the wrist bone? Give it uh, away. It goes in the garbage. What? Yeah. 
Whoa. So what I don't have it, 206 bones anymore. I have 205. You're down to it. Yeah, you're oh, down no. one. You're down one. Can you I put it no in idea. a little jar? <laughs> no, 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 no. Why? Don't take a piece of yourself home. What do you just put on your shelf? That's fascinating. And so, 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 so you wouldn't do a surgery like that unless somebody really had loss of function, really wasn't able to like use that hand kind of like, like they would. I imagine that probably does happen more in your dominant hand. And then uh, it's, it, it's usually the, the, the kind of thing that's covered by insurance. Yes, they needed it's it. covered by insurance. And about a two-week recovery. Well, two weeks in a splint, and then, and then you know, you're still sore, and it's still healing. It takes six to eight weeks to start feeling good again. But this is one thing that's very different from Dupatrins, whereas, you know, if you come in, if you wait too long, the results aren't as good with Dupatrins. But for this, I always, you know, tell patients to live with it as long as yeah, you can. Yeah, live with it until you can't and live with it anymore. And when you're sick of it, come, and I'll <laughs> make it I'm taking your you. bone. I'm <laughs> taking right. your wrist bone. <laughs> that's right. You're down one. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, well, Ira, Dr. Ira Lown, thank you so much for joining us today. You're just uh, an amazing, uh, you know, uh, amount of knowledge about a subject area that I just don't get to uh, get my hands around very often. Uh, how do people get a hold of you? <laughs> Pun intended. Sure. It's, uh, I'm happy to be here. It's uh, Austin Hand Group. Uh, AustinHandGroup.com is the website. There's um, educational material, and you can actually fill out your, your online uh, paperwork and get a hold of my office, email them. Uh, the phone number is 512-327-4263. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Love. The Armor Men's Health Show will be right back. To submit a question for Dr. Mystery, visit armormenshealth.com.